Howdy, folks. It's your boy, Cole Pearson. And today we are here for the NBA standing predictions. We're going Eastern Conference today. Yesterday, you guys heard Western Conference predictions. And the Eastern Conference, they are home to our Chicago, our, our home team, Chicago Bulls. So uh, tune in later to hear our, our uh, depth take there. So pretty much what we're going to be doing this podcast is just going 15 through 1, all the standings. We're going to go through or give our outlook on all Eastern Conference teams. If you're the fa- if you're a fan of a Western Conference team, just go to yesterday's podcast. You'll hear what we have to say about them. Um, just going to go right into it. 15 seed, Detroit Pistons. Uh, they had the 15 seed last year. I think they stay the same. Uh, they, they added Kelly Olenek. They lost guys like Julio Okafor and Mason Plumley. Really a bunch of nobodies to the casual NBA fan. Nobody really knows them. They probably don't even know that the Detroit Pistons are a franchise. I'm sorry, sure. Detroit fans. You just have it rough. The Lions, 0-8, Tigers. You know what? They, they haven't looked terrible this year. They didn't look bad this year. They're still not where you want them to be, though. And then the Pistons are a bottom feeder in the East. Um, but I think the one highlight of this offseason was they got that number one pick, and they did get Cade Cunningham out of Oklahoma State. He was always at the top of people's draft boards when it came to this class, and uh, he did end up going number one. Uh, they got Killian Hayes uh, with their pick last season. Uh, Jeremy Grant looked really solid. He was averaging, what, 22, 23 points a game, just out of nowhere for Detroit last season. Um, but I still think they're a young and inexperienced team, very similar to the Juliet West varsity volleyball team. They have a lot to learn. Uh, I just think that this is not their season. I think it's it's going to be a few years down the road. So for me, they're 15th. <laughs> I would also have to agree with you. I have the Pistons coming in last in the East with a 25-57 and 57 final record. Uh, this actually has – they started 1-6. Uh, Kate Cunningham was out was up for the first three, four games, but he has not started off well uh, at all, like to his expectations, I should say. Uh, added Kenny Olenek. Uh, I'm a big fan of Luka Garza, for you that don't know. Uh, you can go check the, the NBA mock draft out for that one. But big fan of the future MVP, I might just say. Wow. You don't remember that, but, like, yeah. You got Killian Hayes. League MVP. Like, NBA. League MVP. Like, I'm talking uh, Taco Bell commercial Nikola Jokic. Better than that. I think he was drafted at 55. Luka Garza. And he already got Jokic at 48. So, I mean, obviously there's some competition there, but. We have uh, Killian Hayes, Kate Cunningham, Shadiq Bay, Jeremy Grant, and Isaiah Stewart. Nothing screams good about that lineup except Kate Cunningham. Like you said, Detroit is just a dump for sports. Uh, I suggest moving to maybe like South Dakota or something like that. Maybe get a little fresh new brand look on life in the sports <laughs> world over there. But uh, Kate Cunningham better be good or this team's going to look really sorry. So. Yeah. Move out to South Dakota where the fans ride their horses at the games. Exactly. Fill out, maybe. Park them in like outfield, and then whoever gets whoever whoever horse gets hit with like a baseball or basketball first loses. Maybe they prop, prop bets on that instead of their teams losing every game. You know, so you now the Nationals have their um their little their race with the presidents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The South Dakota Pistons they have a horse race or they horse have, race they have bull riding yeah. at halftime. They got, got the in the baseball field. You got mud tracks in the outfield. You got to which I would I would I would rather go watch a bull riding show in South Dakota than Detroit sports. Then watch Detroit Pistons play basketball. Yes. That is very that is very true. At least with the Lions, you got Dan Campbell, big fan. You should check out the NFL podcasts. 
We're we're a huge fan. Of we're, he's pretty much mentioned every thirty seconds. Exactly, huge. Dan fan. Campbell, we know you're listening. Come on the pod. We'll we'd love to interview. Exactly. Um, fourteen seed for me in the East, Orlando Magic, twenty four and fifty eight. They also finished at fourteen last season. They added Robin Lopez, and that's it <laughs> in terms of free agency and trade moves. They did have two first round picks, where they drafted Jalen Suggs with their actual pick, and then they had the Chicago Bulls pick from that Vucevic trade. And they got Franz Wagner out of uh, out of Michigan, brother to Mo. Um, this he is playing plagued. with his brother. Sorry, what'd you say? His brother is on his team as well. Don't forget him. Mo Mo came on over. Yeah, that the Wagner brothers are together. Mo came on over. Yeah. Um, they got two Mo's. They got Bamba and Wagner. Um, I already got more. Uh, uh, what's it called? Chemistry than all Detroit sports do have for all their teams. So. Uh, I, I got a feeling this episode is going to be themed around shit. Ooh, yes it is. And I, I am a big fan of that. Um, but getting into the magic, I just think this team is plagued by injuries. Jonathan Isaac, such a promising forward. I'm big fan of him. He reminds me of like a, a Kevin Durant type of guy. Uh, he's hurt. Uh, Markel Fultz, who finally, you know, number one pick back in 2017 from the Sixers, was looking to revive his career. He got injured. Cole Anthony's kind of taken his spot. But Markel Fultz, you got to hope he can come back and be the same uh, – the same guy he was before the injury. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how this team will play out over the next three, four seasons, whether they keep trading guys away and get draft capital and really go full rebuild. Or maybe they, they keep this group of guys around and try and see how they progress and try and build them into a championship team. As of right now, their starting five is Cole Anthony, uh, Jester the Laser legend Gary Harris, Franz Wagner, who's straight out of the draft, they're starting him. Chuma Okiki and Wendell Carter Jr. at the five. They got Jalen Suggs out of Gonzaga at the um at their six man. I am a huge Jalen Suggs fan. We saw him hit that crazy shot half court against UCLA, and uh, I, he was a better football quarterback uh, than he was a basketball player. Many say he w- he won Mister Football Minnesota and Mister Basketball Minnesota. He's a dual sport athlete over there. I can see him. So their guards are really solid. They have Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, and Jalen Suggs. I can honestly see them one of them. I can honestly see one of them players getting dished out for a better big because they are really struggling at the power forward and their center position. But the Magic, they're my 14 pick. Um, I also do have the Magic at 14 at 29 and 53. Even though this team does not look uh, won't be good this year, the future of this team could be very very good. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. Former Bull, he was actually not that bad. Uh, age of twenty-two, Cole Anthony. Who I am, I, I I love Cole Anthony. I think he's a very good basketball player. He's only twenty-one. Uh, so I believe Jalen Suggs is twenty. You have Franz Wagner, who is already starting. Who I believe is. Let's check that out. Wagner is twenty as well. It's a very young roster, and if you could get something these players this team the sky's the limit for this team i mean like you have that uh what's his first name isaac jonathan jonathan isaac yes uh he's also a very good option like you said markel fultz former number one pick and then you got the you got the Joe wagner you got the chemistry brothers of the wagners i mean that's obvious they got to have some super cool powers between brothers am i right but uh the magic here i think the sky's the limit in a few years i could see this team as a very, very, very good team. So 
They um, are a I lot think, of areas. Wow. I think they should stick with Cole Anthony and maybe ship off Markel Fultz if they can get anything for him. Uh, but, yeah, I think this team, the sky's the limit, like I said three other times. But, yeah. Um, the sky is not the limit for this next team. 13 seed Washington Wizards at 30 and 52. Um, five spots lower. I've been finishing five spots lower than they did last season. Um, which they added to some pretty god good players. Montrez Harrell, uh, Contavious Cald- Caldwell Pope, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Kyle Kuzma. So very eventful offseason, but the big loss there was Russell West- Westbrook. Now, you may be thinking, they added all these guys. Why don't – oh, my voice cracked. Wow, that was the second time that happened today. <laughs> um, they, um, they lost Westbrook. And you might say, so they, they added all these guys. Why would they not do good? And I think that's just because Beal will finally have enough they're going to ship him off, I think, at the trade deadline. But as of right now, um, what, we're two weeks into the season, uh, their starting five goes Spencer Dinwiddie at the one, Bradley Beal at the two, KCP at the three, Rui Hachimura out of Japan at the four, Daniel Gafford at the five. They have Kuzma coming off the bench, Danny Avdia, for, uh, who was a European guy, lottery pick uh, last season, and then Montrez Harrell, who won sixth man of the year with um, the Clippers. Um, they drafted Corey Kispert out of Gonzaga. Um, but I just think that Beal is their, their main superstar here. And I just think he's going to get dished out and then they're just going to have a really, really poor, uh, back half of the season. So I don't think they have a good season at all. Washington Wizards fans. I'm sorry. You, you suck. Um, I don't know where you have this team, but to me, this team, uh, finishes at their team spot. I have the Indiana Pacers finishing at 35 and 47. Um, with the Pacer, Pacers, <laughs> the thing is, uh, you have a very well-rounded lineup. You have Brogdon, Sabonis, Turner, Levert, McConnell, Duarte, uh, Jeremy Lamb. You you have a very, very decent and well-rounded lineup. And for some reason, this line does not click whatsoever. Uh, last year, where did they finish last year? Did they get they got the play in spot right? They they did get that. Wait, hold on. They did. They they beat the, they beat the shit out of. Sorry. Oh beat the crap yeah, that was hilarious to watch. Everyone was like, "We got the game. We're gonna yeah. win!" And then they by and then they lost by like fifty. So. A learning experience for the Hornets, but I think the Pacers take the back end of this and get shoved back all the way to 13. Very solid lineup. Uh, something's just not clicking with this team. I don't know if we have like a sun situation where it's toxic and everybody's held hostage, but uh, just it's, it's not clicking. So you got to hope something works. I really like this squad. It's a very good squad. It's just something's not clicking like I said but three and six to start the season I hope they do better will they I I don't think so so I've been finishing 13 at 35 and 47 now when we did our western conference podcast I compared the Washington Wizards to the LA Clippers you have the Pacers you said you don't where I'm gonna put them I've been finishing just one spot higher than you And I think my comparison for the Pacers, uh, their Western Conference counterpart, is going to be the San Antonio Spurs, which is odd because you said Pop could maybe come to the Pacers. 
Um, so I think these teams are very, built very similarly. I think they come in with a record of 33 and 49 last season. They did have that nine seed. They got the play in tournament this year. I think they, they, uh, they miss out on that. They really didn't add anybody notable. They lost Cassius Stanley and Doug McDermott. They drafted Chris, Chris Duarte out of Oregon. Who's been really, really solid this year. Might be a sleeper rookie of the year pick. And then Isaiah Jackson, the big out of Kentucky. I think this is a very boring team. Uh, they lack a superstar and I don't think, uh, they can expect Demontis Sabonis to produce as much as he did last season. He was an all-star last year, and I don't think he can keep that production up. Uh, you said their starting five was solid. It really is. They have TJ McConnell off the bench, who is kind of your glue guy, who's kind of strappy. Uh, I like him a lot. Chris Duarte I like a lot. Um, TJ Warren I like a lot. But these are all mediocre guys who their primary skill is just is a support role. They're support role guys. Even Sabonis, honestly. As much as he is uh, at scoring, if you added a guy like Kevin Durant there, I think that team would be awesome, which you could say that for any team. If you had Kevin Durant, they'd be good. But I feel like that these teams are lacking the superstar that they need to make a run, and that's why I think they continuously fall short um, of their playoff expectations every season. Yeah. uh, Yeah, for – for uh, what are we on? Twelve, yeah. Twelve for twelve. I had this team, despite the good spot, uh, the good start. Uh, I think this team's gonna finish twelfth. Uh, the Toronto Raptors have been finishing at thirty-seven and forty-five. They started six and three so far this year. This team's actually looking pretty good. Uh, Van Fleet, Gary Trent Jr., OG Anna Malby, Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes is averaging twenty points so far as a rookie. So I mean. It's a great start so far for this. You also got Precious Achiquiba. I know I pronounced that wrong. <laughs> Tragic and Chris Butcher. But uh, – and Isaiah Bonga. I can't forget that guy. I mean, Isaac, very, come on. Not Isaiah. But uh, it's it, – this team has, like I said, started off strong. Uh, lost a heartbreaker to the Bulls. It was a very close game there. But they've – the three have been one to the Bulls. See what else we got here. Also lost a heartbreaker to uh, Washington and Dallas. Uh, but so far, you beat the Pacers twice, knocked off the Knicks, beat the Celtics, and uh, so far, not bad. But as the season progresses, it'll be yeah they do. Uh, I don't think they keep it up. I say they finished at the twelve with thirty-seven and forty-five. And I think that's why we waited. Uh, we waited about a week or two to give our to make this podcast for our standings predictions. We wanted to give these teams around seven to ten games to see what they can uh, what they can bring to the table for us before we completely make our picks. <clears throat> and um, I think Toronto Raptors. I I don't have them anytime soon. I think they're going to be really really good this year. Although you know they had what the four pick last season. I think that's going to, I think a lot of things are going to change in Toronto. I think they're going to be pretty solid. Um, Coming in with my 11 pick, Boston Celtics at 38 and 44. Last season, they have the seven seed at 36 and 36. Um, Right now, not doing too bad. Uh, Never mind. They are, they are doing pretty bad. Three and five. I thought they were better, honestly. Um, Very, very eventful offseason for them. They brought in Al Horford, Ines Cantor, Dennis Schroeder, Josh Richardson. All four of those guys are pretty solid. They lost Carson Edwards, Taco Fall, Evan Fournier, Tristan Thompson, and Kemba Walker. Very, very eventful. A lot of guys coming in, a lot of guys going out. They didn't draft anyone. Um, new coach, Brad Stevens, who I feel like was 
you know, one of those guys that was you like a long tenured guy you thought was going to be there for a while. He stepped down. I think he's still with the team, though. He's just not the coach. And I think they, they lack a solid big. Obviously, they have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum uh, at the two and the three. That's really good. Marcus Smart is their starting point guard. Dennis Schroeder off the bench is always solid. Al Horford at the four, they brought him back in safety. And then Robert Williams at the five, who isn't really that good. I think if they had a, a solid big, like how they had Kevin Garnett back in the days when they were making the finals, uh, they would be in a lot better spot right now. But unfortunately, they aren't. So I don't think they're going to compete for a playoff spot. In fact, I think they miss out on the play-in tournament uh, at the 11th seed. Um, at my 11th seed, I have the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, so far this season, uh, strong start. I, for what they were projected for. And four. Actually, well, you got Sexton, Markinen, Mobley, Allen, uh, Garland. And then off your bench, you have Okoro. Rubio. That is not a bad bench at all. Their first eight players are actually very good. Um, it depends. You got the veteranship of Rubio. I mean, that's why I couldn't. That's what you haven't announced this team yet. And that's why I feel like you're heading in the same direction where you think this team can make the plan. Um, I think adding Markinen was a great move, and then Mobley so far. Uh, I guess I'll give it away. He is my uh, rookie of the year pick. But this team is, if it all comes together. Very bright future. Uh, also, former Bull Denzel Valentine. How could I forget? Yeah. But uh, I have this team finishing at one game better than the Raptors at thirty-eight and forty-four. Um. Yeah. You said you think I can. They can compete for a play. And you think that I think that I can. That you think that I think that the Cavaliers can make a play in spot, and that's exactly where I have them at that ten seed, right on the brink. I think they get in. Um. So all these teams that we will be naming forward will be competing in the playoffs or in a play-in spot. That's what we believe. I think the Cavs get that 10 seed at 40 and 42. Last year they were 22 and 50, had that 13 seed. I think they're going on the way up. They added Laurie Markkinen and Denzel Valentine from the Bulls um, and then Taco Fall from the Cavs. They did lose Larry Nance Jr. to, to Portland, though. But, excuse me, they did bring in Evan Mobley at that third overall pick, the big out of USC. I think this is a young team that will start to click towards the end of the season. And actually, you said it too. I have this written down in my notes in parentheses. Not a bad starting five. Right now, they're at that 18, 5, and 4. They haven't been too bad. Um, that, if you look at that starting five, their front court is – or their back court is fantastic. Colin Sexton and Darius Garland. I really like both of those kids. Laurie Markin and they have playing at the small forward. He's kind of like a Giannis. He can play in the 3, 4, 0, 5. Or five. He's like a seven-footer, but he's at, at small forward. Isaac Okor off the bench. And you got Evan Mobley at Jaron Allen. Two great paint defenders at the four and the five. This team is built extremely well. I could see them, honestly. Th- this team could be the Phoenix Suns of last season for the East. They could make just an outstanding run out of nowhere and be a top team. I know I'm speaking outrageous, but you know what? I like making some Adam Rank takes sometimes. Maybe they finish with the 12 seed and I'm looking completely stupid. I think they come in at the ten. I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to set myself with these crazy expectations. But I think it is definitely possible for the Cavaliers to just go on this crazy run this season. I think they make the play-in tournament, and I think they could find themselves into the playoff spot. To be quite honest, but I have the. I love what they're doing. <clears throat> have Boston Celtics. Um, to me, it's kind of crazy how this team sucks. 
Um, you're three and five to start the season. Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. You have two superstars. You got Schroeder and Smart. <clears throat> they're probably below average. Uh, Smart's really pissed at his team right now because he's not getting the ball as much. They got Tennessee native Grant Williams in the house. <laughs> you also got Al Horford and Robert Williams. This team, on paper, this team is a team probably in the East, but they're not playing like it, and they didn't play like it last year either. So uh, I feel like this team is compared to compared to the Pacers almost, starting-wise, but they they have way better players, and they just – they also have Jabari Parker. That is – it's unreal. But, um, <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. But uh, I have 40 and 42 sneaking in at that 10 seed for the play-in. Uh, coming in at the ninth spot, uh, Toronto Raptors, 42 and 40. Big improvement from last year. They're 27 and 45. They had the 12 seed. They added Precious Achua from the Heat and Goran Dragic from the Heat. They lost Kyle Lowry to the Heat, though. That was a sign and trade. So they got they shipped out Lowry, brought in Precious and Goran. And they drafted Scotty, ba- oh, Scotty Barnes, who was a sixth man in college. Uh, it was weird. So Patrick Williams in 2020 was the fourth overall pick out of Florida State. A power, he was a forward, and he was a sixth man. Scotty Barnes, 2021, fourth overall pick, Florida State, sixth man, forward. Really, really crazy. And Scotty Barnes having a fantastic rookie season. Um, and then that, to run out that starting five, they have Van Vliet at the one. Gary Trent Jr., who they shipped out for Norman Powell, or they shipped they shipped Norman Powell out to get Gary Trent Jr. at the trade deadline last year. OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, who kind of regressed, and then Precious at the at the five. Um, I, literally, my only note for them is Van Vliet season. He's putting up crazy numbers for them, and I think that continues. I think Van Vliet will make the all-star team this season. I think he's playing fantastic basketball. Um, he was more in a support role when they made that finals. Obviously, they did have Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry on that team, but this year he's their main scorer. And I think he's been doing incredible things when nobody saw it coming. I really like the Raptors this season. I think they make huge progressions and they make that play in tournament. Um, at the nine, I have the Wizards. I have them doing one thing better. I know you don't like this team this year, but I think the Westbrook trade actually did help them. They got uh, Pope, Kuzma, Harrell, and that's it, correct? Uh, Dinwiddie. Oh, Dinwiddie. Yeah. So, obviously, you got four guys that automatically go into that process. I think Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie and Pope are the only ones starting, but you got Beal. And for center, you Thomas Bryant, who's not in that ACL, I believe he had last year. But along with Harold and Kuzma and Danny, I mean, this is a, I think this has the potential to be a nice – you could win your playing game for uh, the playoffs here. Um you got the you got the winning experience, of course. Uh, Kuzma's won the ring, right? Harold won a ring. Uh, did Pope and Dinwiddie? Uh, Pope, dude, they just got the whole Lakers squad. Yeah. Uh, well, they did get Westbrook, but so they got Westbrook, and in that trade, they got KCP, Harold, Kyle Kuzma, and some picks. I think and they got an absolute bag for Westbrook, who honestly didn't even want to be there. I would argue that the Sixers or the Wizards won that trade, even though I don't like what they're doing. They didn't get too many like really valuable. They got a lot of guys. They're just high quality guys. But yeah, they got a lot of like you said playoff experience, which maybe in the playoffs that could help. But in the regular season, I don't think so. 
I mean, to me, this team has the depth. Right now, they're five and three. They're second in the, the second in their southeast division. I don't know where they are in like total standings, but in the total standings, they have the seven seed. So obviously, still playing, and that's crazy at five and three. But um, this team, I think, has the potential to do something that we had not seen. I wouldn't say ever, but had something to do with making a lot of noise in that play, getting to the playoffs, and maybe making some noise in the playoffs. But I like what they're doing. Beal wants to stick around because he wants to be that leader of the team. I respect it. He wants to do it the hard way, like Giannis did. And look, we got Giannis. I'm not saying that the, the Wizards. The difference is that like Giannis is a good basketball player, and then Bradley Beal like is not. No, I'm kidding. Ooh, Beal's a good is, guy. He's old, but. Off, Oh, I don't like that. He <laughs> wants to stay. He wants to do it the right way, and I respect that. And I think maybe not this year, but next year, if you go out and get somebody, maybe just one one big, I don't know who that would be, but just do something. Maybe, just maybe, you could be like Giannis in the box. It's a, it's a big dream, but that, that's my coming in. Coming in at the eight seed for me, Philadelphia 76ers. They had the one seed in the East last season. I see them dropping a lot. I have them coming in with a record of 45 and 37. Last season, they were 49 and 23. There was really no insane team in the East. A lot of people thought it was going to be the Bucks or the Nets. The Sixers came out on top. But 49 and 23, I would say that's maybe like two or three uh, seed uh, like caliber. But they actually did get the one seed. There was really no outstanding regular season squad in the East. Um, they added Andre Drummond. They lost Dwight Howard. It was pretty much a center swap. They drafted Jaden Springer out of Tennessee in the, with their first-round pick. And Ben Simmons' drama really isn't helping them at all. And I think, you know, years on end, if you're an NBA fan, you've heard the term trust the process. You, I've probably heard trust the process. It'd be nonstop. <laughs> I've heard trust the process so many times when referring Especially to being Sixers. a Cubs fan. We heard yeah, honestly. So it started with the 76ers, their GM, uh, who actually got fired, like, right before the team started to get good. He did all the dirty work for him. That was their that was their whole motto. That was their spiel. Trust the process, and then it's kind of stuck around. And honestly, it's grown out to other teams. I know I've said it during the podcast a bunch of times when it comes to rebuilding squads. But I I have in my notes here the process was misleading. To be quite honest, I think this is the end of the Sixers. Their point guard Tyrese Maxey, shooting guard Seth Curry, both of those are like decent, like hey, on the brink of being. I don't think he's a starting caliber shooting guard, to be honest. Really? Small forward, Danny Green, he's way past his his, uh, his prime. Notorious for missing big shots in the playoffs. Power <sighs> forward, Tobias Harris, just a meh for me. Joel Embiid at the center. I'm not a huge fan of this team. Um, their, bench depth, their bench depth is just mediocre. I think the Ben Simmons drama was kind of the, uh, the start of the downfall of the Philadelphia 76ers. I think they are done so. I think they make the play in, but to be quite honest, I think they lose in the play in. I don't think they make the playoffs. Um, I'm not a big fan of 76ers, but like I didn't go that far. I, I have them doing worse than last year, but I feel like next year's their big departure year. But um, for me, the eight, I have the Hornets finishing, I think, let's see. Ooh, you are not going to like where I have the Hornets. You probably have them top four or something like that. But. Uh, uh, <laughs> I have the Hornets finishing the 18, 42 and 40. Uh, uh, Mello, Rozier, Hayward, Miles Bridges, and Plumley. 
and you got Ubre and PJ Washington. I'm a big PJ Washington fan. I like that guy. But uh, his wife cheated on him. I feel kind of bad. <laughs> but this team very good. Uh, maybe a little bit better center. Uh, I feel like Nathan Plumlee was the uh, what's it called? It. I'm trying to make a reference here, and I can't. When he was on a bad team, but like, oh, he's like the Sam Darnold of the NFL, <laughs> where he gets he's on a very bad team like the Detroit Pistons, and then gets moved to a very good team like the Hornets, and actually does something well. He took this. I know Washington's been kind of hurt, but just went in there and took that spot from Washington, and now he's on the bench. So. Uh, this team five and four started off three and zero, and then have hit, hit some bumps since then. But I've been finishing another playoff spot. Hopefully, they only lose by like ten this time instead of fifty. So there you go. Um, I had the New York Knicks coming in at the seventh seed Ooh. with a record of forty six and thirty six. Last season they had the uh, they had the four seed, so I think they dropped down three. I still think they have a very productive season. I just think that we see the East have a lot of good teams. To be quite honest. Um, and they added Evan Fournier and Kevin Walker. They lost. They drafted Miles McBride out of West Virginia and Quentin Grimes. Um, I think this team's outcome is going to depend on how Julius Randle plays. Now, right now, it's looking really solid. They're five and three. Um, so I don't think they're going to be a bad team at all. I just don't think they have as successful of a regular season run that they did last year. But that that's no knock on them. They're going to be really solid. Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier, R.J. Barrett, who I love. Julius Randle, Mitchie Robinson. That's a fantastic starting five. Off the bench, Alec Burks, Derrick Rose, Emmanuel Quickly, Obi Toppin, Nerlens Noel, Chicago legend, Todd Gibson. This team is extremely well-rounded. No complete superstar. Their closest thing to a superstar, I guess, would be Julius Randle, but I don't think he's quite on that level yet. Um, I like the East this year. I think the East, normally the West has been competitive in the past few years. I think this is where the East takes over the West. I think we see a lot of top dogs in the East, starting with the Knicks. I think they come in with the seven seed, though. Uh, I actually have the same exact thing. I also have the Knicks at the seven seed. Um, so with the Knicks uh, started off starting off strong this year, five and three. Um, I think Kemba Walker and Derrick Rose. That's a very good guard room right there. Fournay, Fournay, how you say it? R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson. You also got Obi Toppin. Uh, and Emmanuel quickly, uh, but and Taj Gibson, just keep forgetting names here. But so with the Knicks, uh, last year, where'd they finish? Well, they they were in front of the play, and I want to say they're the six seed, they're the four seed. Whoa, wow, that's right. Uh, maybe just a little bit of a step back here. They have looked strong this year, I'm not gonna lie, but I feel like the Bulls will eventually pass them up, the Nets, Bucks. Even the Hawks, I think, passed them up. And even, well, for sure, the Heat, because we'll get to that later. But I see the best, maybe maybe a five for the Knicks. And worst, obviously, I, I don't see them being anything lower than eight. But, yeah, I've been finishing at the seven seed, 44 and 38. Uh, coming at the six seed for me, Miami Heat, 49 and 33. Last season, they were 40 and 32, also got that six seed. You know, they're really hot. I don't. I can't expect them to pr- keep producing there. They added Kyle Lowry and sneaker legend P.J. Tucker, but they did lose a lot of guys. Kendrick Nunn, Goran Dragic, Jelica, Tre- Trevor Ariza, Precious Achua. They didn't have any draft picks either. 
Um, I think this is a sleeper's finals pick, honestly. I have them finish with six seed, but again, I had the, I was complimenting the Knicks a bunch, and I had them at the seven. I think all these teams from here forward have a really, really good shot at um at winning, uh, you know, making a deep playoff run in the East. Uh, and I think Tyler Hero has been playing extremely well. People were kind of clowning him for saying he was on the same level as Luca and Trey, and this season he is on the same level as Luca and Trey. Their starting five right now is Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, PJ Tucker, Bam Adebayo. Then off the bench, they have Tyler Hero. Um, not too much bench depth. But the starting lineup is really solid, and I like what the Heat have been doing. Uh, with the sixth seed, I have the 76ers at 45 and 37. This is what I meant by a step back, not uh, them getting whatever you had them at nine. Where'd you have them at? For who? The 76ers. I had them at eight. Eight. So, yeah, I have them getting six. Uh, they still got Embiid, Harris, Green, Curry. I mean, and Drummond not off the bench. That's, I mean, and they got Tyrese Maxey. So, I mean, without Ben Simmons, things kind of shake up. But even, I mean, going into the season, you, I don't really see them competing with these so many top teams. And – they could fall into the plan. They could not, or they just shock us all. Right now, they're six and two. They haven't been bad at all, but I think they do hit that bump in the road because Embiid gets hurt sometimes a lot. Tobias Green's already out. Danny Green gets he really stays healthy. He's kind of stuck Steph Curry, but I mean, he's he's not going to make that dramatic impact on that team. Ooh, you got Steph Curry, but uh, a Curry brother right there. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I'm done finishing up. One game better than the Knicks at 45 and 37. Um, my five seed, Atlanta Hawks, 50 and 32. They had the five seed last year. I am extremely high on the Atlanta Hawks. I love what they're doing. I think they get the five seed, though. They had a DeLon Wright, and they really didn't lose anyone, so that's a plus for them. They had two first-round draft picks where they drafted my my favorite guy, Jalen Johnson out of Duke. I love Jalen Johnson. And they also got Sharif, Sharif Cooper from Auburn. Uh, John Collins is fantastic, man. He's so good. Very underlooked, especially because Trey Young is kind of their flashy guy. But John Collins gets it done when he needs to. He is sweet. And then their bench bench unit is extremely good. If you look at their starting five right now, you have Trey Young at the one, Bogdan Bogdanovich at the at the two, DeAndre Hunter at the three, John Collins at the four, Clint Capella at the five. If you go to their second unit, DeLon Wright, Lou Williams, who wins six-man a lot, Kevin there. Danilo Gallinari. If you go to their third unit, Cam Reddish. If you go to their fourth unit, Jalen Johnson and Sharif Cooper. They're, both of their first-round picks aren't even in their first three units. That's crazy to me. Um, uh, they're just a really well-rounded team. They remind me of the Utah Jazz from the West. I think they're going to finish really solid this season. Um, I think that the Hawks are going to be very good. Uh, I also have the Hawks in five seed. Uh like you said, team, the depth is this team could be very good for a long time. Their name, if the play-in stays around, maybe we don't see them out of the play-in until maybe like 10 years. Like this team has the stuff to be a team for a while. Uh, like you said, it's kind of crazy that they two first are not even in their top three lineups. It's kind of ridiculous. But Trey Young's a superstar. Clint Capella's a star. And then you got many other average pe- above even the De- Hunter. He's up there, and John Collins. Love he's very Hunter. underlooked, like you said. Uh, the depth, the depth. Is it? 
it's it's insane. So I mean, I have been finishing five at forty six and thirty six, and they always like to make noise. So last year, almost uh, who did they take off last year? Um, you you said it earlier. Four seed Charlotte Hornets, fifty three and twenty nine. They finished with the eleven seed last season. Or no, yeah. ten seed. I'm sorry, ten seed. They stuck into that play in play uh play in tournament. Uh, 33 and 39 this year. I think it's going to be very different. They brought in Kelly Oubre, lost Devontae Graham, and Malik Monk. They drafted James Boonight out of UConn, the star point guard. I really like him. They got Kai Jones, the big out of Texas. We're going to see massive strides in LaMelo's game. He's going to take his game to the next level. Uh, and I think the offensive efficiency here is crucial. Uh, we've seen it ever since high school. You know, LaMelo Ball's been in the spotlight. And, you know, he's also he's always been a great scorer, but he's also been an inconsistent scorer. When he's hot, he is on his – when he's on his game, he's hot. He's awesome. But when he's missing a lot of shots, the team doesn't play as well. Um, and I think that they're just – they need to be more efficient, which is going to come as a part of, you know, LaMelo getting to know the game more, getting in the NBA, getting that experience. Their starting five right now is LaMelo at the one, Terry Rozier at the two, Gordon Hayward at the three, Miles Bridges at the four, Mason Plumley at the five. I like what they're doing. I think they're going to do wonderful things. One of my surprise teams for the East, the Charlotte Hornets. Coming at the four, I have our hometown Chicago Bulls. So with the Bulls, they, they spent money. They traded for Vucevic last offseason, and it paid. Right now, they're starting off 6-2. and two. Lost a heartbreaker last night to the 76ers. And then uh, the first – who was their first loss to? The Knicks, another heartbreaking loss. So two heartbreaking losses with both within five points. Uh, the thing with the Bulls is the slow starts. Um, versus the Celtics, they had to overcome a 28-point deficit or something like that. And then I think at halftime versus 76, or you're down a solid amount. You got to start off strong, I feel like. You got Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Vucevic. Uh, Patrick Williams went down with the injury. You got Kobe White still. You got Caruso. You got Troy Brown. Io DeSumo has been very good for us so far. Th- this team does – I think we have this team like – under contract for like three, four years. So, I mean, that's obviously something great. But I've been facing at the four seed. That is, they did not make the playoffs last year, so they were the 11 seed, jumping up seven spots from last year. And uh, this team could make a very deep run in the playoffs. So, don't be shocked. Um, for me, uh, I think they do a little bit better than you, to be quite honest. The three seed, I, I don't have them there. I got the Brooklyn Nets. 54 and 28. Uh, they finished at the two seed last year. I think they got one lower. They added LaMarcus Aldridge, Patty Mills, uh, and Paul Millsap. Uh, they lost Spencer Dinwiddie and DeAndre Jordan. Uh, they drafted Cam Thomas and Dayron Sharp, both late first round picks. Can't make that much of an impact. Um, and then, you know, the Kyrie drama could play a large difference difference he's not playing with the team right now we don't know if we're gonna see him all season to be quite honest and I think Blake Griffin you know obviously with Kyrie being out Blake Griffin needs to step it up and be that third option on offense they lost Dinwiddie you know Joe Harris is kind of their their three-point shooter their typical their stereotypical but he can't uh yeah he can't take over a game I think Blake Griffin he's shown signs of it even with Brooklyn he's still got some game left in him and he needs to step it up uh you know, especially because you can't count on KD and James Harden to play all 82. They're going to be out with some injuries, maybe some rest, whatever's going on there. Blake Griffin needs to step up and be better, which I'm not saying like I'm not saying that he hasn't been good. I just think that he needs to be consistent, and that's what they should expect from him. That's what I'm expecting from him. I think the Brooklyn Nets have another really solid season. 
We're going to say for the Bulls finishing at 48 and 34. And now I have the Nets also finishing at third at 51 and 31. Uh, the Kyrie drama, they're hoping that New York changes that uh, policy for the vaccine. So hopefully you can just play at home games, which I find stupid. Just just get it. Get the vaccine, bro. It's your job. I know if you have certain things against it, or just the team needs you right now. That's what you got to put in perspective. Stephen A went off on Kyrie. It's oh, always an excuse for something. It's an excuse. It's always excuses with him. And to be honest, he had that big contract on the table. That is long gone now. I don't think they want to deal with Kyrie anymore. If he comes back yeah. this year, good. But I don't think the Nets want anything to do with him. But you still have Harden, Harris, Durant, Griffin, Aldridge, and Bruce Brown, Patty Mills, Paul Millsap. You have the decent – I'm not just going to say team. You have a very good team. Uh, it could be even better, but Mr. Excuses is not here. So <laughs> uh, advice to Kyrie, part of my language is, but get your head out of your ass and help your team uh, – because your team is potential. I, it could have started last year. The thing is, this is a potential. This, this is your dream team. This is the Lakers, but five years ago, like like we said earlier. Or exactly. You want Dwight Howard, Melo Anthony. That's like you would have told people five years ago, oh, my God, this is the Lakers team. It just, it just blows your mind. It, now all these guys still on the brink of their prime. I wouldn't say prime, but, like, they're still playing to the ability where they can win MVP. I know Durant could win MVP, Harden could win MVP. I mean, even Mr. Excuses could win MVP, but, I mean, he's Mr. Excuses. So, I have this team finishing third, 51-31. We'll go into playoff stuff, but another day. But, I mean, this team always is going to have it up. It's going to have it down. Right now they're 5-3. you're going to need to do a lot better this year because there are those teams up there. The Bulls came out of nowhere. Knicks are up there. Hawks, 76ers, Bucks, Heat. I can go on forever. So, so is your final two Heat and Bucks? Uh, yes. My final two is Bucks and the Chicago Bulls coming at the two seed. 56 and 26. This is such a fun team to talk about. Last season, they were 31 and 41. Like you mentioned, that 11 seed, I think they make the nine-spot jump up to that two seed, and I think they do wonderful things in the playoffs, to be quite honest. They added Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, DeMar DeRozan, and Derek Jones. They lost Laurie Markkinen, Daniel Tice, Denzel Valentine, Thaddeus Young, Garrett Temple, and they brought in Io with their their early second-round pick. I mean, a crazy eventful. I feel like along with the Celtics, these two teams went crazy in the offseason. But I had the set. Obviously, I had the Celtics finishing at eleven, Bulls finishing at two. I think one team did it right, one team did it wrong, and the Bulls. Let me just say, they did it right. Right now in the Eastern Conference, I know it's early. They have that three seed though. Um, I think they finish at the two. Uh, I think they've shown. Uh, you know, obviously with them bringing all these guys in, having guys go out. Normally, you think it take a, it would take a lot of time for that chemistry to kind of get going. But it seems like right now that chemistry has been fantastic. I love what Billy Donovan's been doing. Um, it seems like they they their ball movement has been great. All the guys are getting the love that they deserve. Uh, and then obviously the most notable thing has been the massive defensive improvements uh, from last season. They're you know obviously even after the Vucevic trade, it feels like their defense is allowing a bunch of points. But this season you you've been seeing a lot of low scoring games. Um, and the opponent uh for the opponent uh, when they're playing against the Bulls, 
if you look at their starting five, you got Lonzo Ball at the one, Zach Levine at the two, DeMar DeRozan at the three. It was Patrick Williams at the four, but now I think Derek Jones is in the starting lineup or maybe Javante Green and then Vucevic at the five. Then you got Kobe White and Alex Caruso off the bench. Um, Caruso is kind of going to be your, your TJ McConnell, your Patrick Beverly, your Draymond Green. Um, you know, and I think, you know, what's Caruso second in steals right now, first in steals. I, uh, the other day was my first like full complete Chicago Bulls game that I've watched. Caruso makes a huge difference, man. He is, he gets his nose in there and he always is looking to get a steal, looking to do something to help out the team. And I love that addition, uh, about Caruso. He's awesome. But I think the Bulls get that two seed at 56 and 26. And I, I know we were joking about this earlier, but like he could seriously be a dark horse for six men of the year. Yeah, I mean, they this uh, he leads the league in steals right now off the bench, which is insane. Uh, I think he's averaging three and a half steals per game. I think that's the lead right now. Uh, but yeah, uh, at the number two, I have the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, right now they're four and four, and right now Drew Holiday, DiVincenzo, Middleton, and Lopez are all out. So now, right now, it's the Antetokounmpo brothers show. Uh, <laughs> I got Giannis and Giannis both playing, and Bobby Portis. So this is just a fun team to watch right now, especially with – I mean, of course, they beat the Pistons because the Pistons are the Pistons. But uh, – sorry, Detroit, another dig. But uh, this team, reigning champs, uh, you really can't expect anything less. Uh, but I, I do. I have another team beating them out. But great team. Most of their pieces are still intact. Who did they lose? Um, P.J. Tucker, that's it. That's it, yeah. And they, I mean, he did play a big role. So that 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 he is now on my uh, number one seed team. But this is they're they're not. It's not like they're going to be a bad team. Once they get going, they'll roll. And once they get to the playoffs, you know they can win the big series. So better watch out. This is the team to beat out of the East. I'd say. Uh, to me, standings don't mean anything. You can finish where you want. Look at the Giants, best team in baseball. Got first rounded by the Dodgers. But uh, this is the team to beat, I'd say, if you were to make a bet. I mean, on... obviously not if you don't have met the one. Well, no, that's the thing. When the standings, I, I, I feel like it doesn't matter. I still think this is the team to beat because they can win in the long run. But I'll, I'll, I'll explain that later of why I think the Heat could potentially upset that. But, yes, I do have the Bucks finishing in second with 52 and 30. Um, I have the Bucks finishing in the one seed, obviously the only team I haven't named. They, they got the three seed last year at 46 and 26 this year. I think they finished 58 and 24. They added Grayson Allen, who was another kind of scrappy defending player. They lost PJ Tucker. So not too much movement there, which you really didn't need too much movement coming off a finals victory. They didn't draft anybody worth talking about. Just the late second round pick guy. Um, you know, like, yeah, quiet offseason after the finals wins. What I wrote down in my notes. And I think this is oh, – well, you also said this. This is their conference to lose. Um, it's just going to be the honest show, obviously. Uh, Drew Holiday was a fantastic pickup from last season. Uh, and you know what? They made all their, their – um, they meet, they made all those moves that they needed to make last offseason, uh, where this season they kind of get to chill back, you know, uh, kind of get some rest before the 2021-2022 season. You know, this year they haven't been playing too good. They're 4-4 four and four right now. Um but obviously, eight games. It's an eighty-two game season. They got seventy-four Andrew, to go. I'm not too worried. Like I said, they're playing with a bunch of backup bumps right now too. 
Yep. So, you know, come playoff time, I'm sure they'll be good to go. Uh, so I think that the Bucks are the top of the East this season. Uh, so for me, uh, this team is the best team in the East. Coming out, I have the Heat finishing 54 and 26. So the addition of Kyle Lowry, PJ Tucker, and they resigned That's 80 Odalipo. games. 54 Odalipo. and 26. Yeah. But wait, that is 80 games. 28. My apologies. 54 and 28. Uh, I, they have Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butter, Butler, Butter. Tucker, <laughs> and Butter. Bam Adebayo. And you have Victor Odalipo. This team is absolutely stacked. Um, I do have them making to the conference finals, but I'll explain after why. We'll, we'll figure that out. But this team. I was huge on them last year, or going into this year, and still am. Have them top dog this year in the East, but you got to make sure Hero's consistency stays. Uh, Odalipo comes back healthy. Odalipo. Uh, oh, how do you say it, <laughs> Victor Oladipo? <laughs> and then Bam Adebayo, he stays healthy. Butler's got to stay. Butler usually, and Lowry, he's up there in age. So they've already. I mean, this year they've already knocked off. Nets, Bucks, Hornets, Grizzlies. So they've knocked off some tough teams already. I mean, obviously most of those teams are not strong, but I mean they lost to the then they lost to the Pacers in OT. So like, I mean that, that just ruins it. You should be seven and zero right now, but you decided to drop a game to the Pacers. So that, that's why we're here where we are right now. But uh, tough series is coming up. They got Boston, uh, Celtics, Jazz, uh, Jazz again, Lakers, Clippers, and Nuggets. So. Be interesting to see. They're going on a little little West Coast trip. Either, either I, I know the the Bulls' big trip coming up. Their next twenty five games are like impossible. But uh, yeah. if the if the Heat come out of this thirteen and one, I mean, obviously you knocked off everybody, and then you go into a Thunder, Pelicans, Wizards, Wizards, Pistons. Oh my Ooh, God, I that's like, like a that. dream right there. You could be eighteen and one, but will they? Probably not. They'll probably, they'll probably no, drop that not game to the Pistons. And one. They could probably drop that game to the Pistons. That's probably what will happen, but we don't know. So Miami Heat finished in top dog in the East this year at 54 and 28. Old Tech has them at the sixth seed. But that, that rounds off our Eastern Conference picks. So yesterday's podcast was the West. Today's podcast was the East. Tomorrow's podcast is going to be the awards and the playoff prediction. Um, the It'll be kind of a shorter one. These ones have been close to an hour. That one maybe will be 20 to 30 minutes. Kind of a quick listen compared to some of our other our other episodes. Uh, but this has been Outside the Box. Thank you for listening. And uh, peace out. Go Bulls. Peace out.